Welcome to Anchor Daily, a podcast by Bethel Church. We're in a series called 1% Life, and together we're learning what it means to dedicate 1% of our lives to growing relationships with God, the church, and the world. Over the next few weeks, we'll learn about committing to community, choosing church, sharing the gospel, and more. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. This is Angie, and this is one of my transformation stories. In high school, sports were my passion, and my goal was always to be the best. I worked hard in earning 11 varsity letters and was offered college scholarships for volleyball and basketball, and I played college basketball. By age 18, I had a bookcase full of shiny trophies, gold medallions, and many blue ribbons. This passion for sports naturally spilled over into my love of PE class. The class most people hated was the class I adored. You know the drill. Our teacher would pick two captains who would choose teams for a game. In my case, it didn't matter who that captain was, a popular or unpopular kid, one who was rich or poor, smart, or even special needs. I was usually the first girl chosen, and it felt really good. Back then, I never considered for a second that just as I was always chosen first, there were a set of boys and girls that were always chosen last. And while I was reveling in my glory of being picked number one, they likely were anguishing in the pain of always being picked last. It happened every single time. I was first and they were last. In those days, I had no mercy for the weak, for those who were not the best in my eyes. I was never mean to those I considered weak. I didn't call them names or bully them. But I had a definite swagger that was just as powerful and painful as saying mean words right to their faces. Subtle, deceptive, cruel, prideful. I knew who I was, and I knew who they were. Or so I thought. Reality check. I wasn't even close. The truth is that God never saw them as weak or less than. He saw them just as he saw me, equally loved, cherished, and wanted in his precious eyes. As my faith grew in my 20s, God got out his sledgehammer and sword, and he struck down my pedestal. The need to be strong, to be number one, to be the best, to be better than everyone else. He covered my eyes with his own. As he transformed my heart, I saw others as he did. And he showed me scripture after scripture after scripture where the weak, the meek, and the humble are elevated and cherished as first in God's kingdom. Not the proud, arrogant, strong, or boastful. This sobering revelation transformed me. And also made me pause with sadness as I wondered, did those classmates go home at night and cry to their mom or dad or sit in the dark in their bedroom at night and dream of revenge? Did they quit trying because they started believing they would never measure up? My heart hurts in wondering if scars still remain. Are lies embedded deep in some of them after all these years? Did they cringe when their own son or daughter came home wanting to play soccer or t-ball? Or did they push their children to succeed so they would never know the shame that comes with feeling like a so-called loser? Not because they were, 
but because someone else thought they were. Romans 9.25 and the message paraphrase reads, I'll call nobodies and make them somebodies. I'll call the unloved and make them beloved. In the place where they yelled out, you're nobody, they're calling you God's living children. Praise God that he is in the business of transformation. There is such a thing as maturing into a weak, meek, and humble servant. I know because it's the ongoing renovation he continues to do in my own heart. I'm not saying it's wrong to want to succeed and do well, but I am saying that such pursuits can become a swagger monster that tries to get fed in subtle, deceptive, cruel, and prideful ways, ways where I cunningly elevate myself above others or in the place of him. God doesn't call us in spite of our weakness, but because of it. I used to be impressed with the powerful, the strong, the competent, the most successful. But as my faith has matured, I feel honored to meet those whom the world might deem as weak, broken people. I'm always so impressed by God's grace at work in their lives. Those who feel imperfect, weak, or broken— They're the true masterpieces, showing off God's amazing grace and glory. As the Lord often reminds me, this is never more evident in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, verses 1 through 12. Jesus did not say, blessed are the strong, the competent, those who finish first, those who are the most successful. Nope. Jesus did say, blessed are the gentle, the persecuted, the poor in spirit, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. In other words, those who look just like him. As with many things in the kingdom, this is a foreign concept to the world, but it's no longer a foreign concept to this former athlete. It's a paradox of sorts because I'm now mainly on my knees seeking to please him and not climbing the world's pedestal seeking man's applause. Blessed are. Amen. Thanks for joining us today as we discover what it means to live a 1% life. If you haven't already, head to Bethel.ch to find more resources like our 1% reading plan, Sunday sermons, our 1% life study, and more. You can also connect with us digitally. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bethel Church Wall. We hope you have a blessed rest of your week. See you next time.